Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to Strange Brew Coffeehouse. And when you're in Starkville next week, man, 11 a.m. kickoff, you need that extra boost to get through the morning. You need to stop by Strange Brew on your way to the stadium. And then on the way out, well, you got plenty of time for a Victory Sunday. Even on a Saturday, you got time for Victory Sunday. So head over to Strange Brew Coffeehouse or Churn and Spoon Ice Cream next time you're in Starkville and get your day started the right way. College Corner, 11 a.m. kickoff. Guys, you don't have time to stand in line here in Starkville. Make sure you've done your shopping before you get out of town. You can do it with two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowa by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you need for the game, for your car, for your tailgate, or for your house, anything maroon and white, they've got it. College Corner. Humble Taco is ready to see you back in Starkville and enjoying yourself at Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, a unique menu you're not going to find anywhere else. Make sure the next time you are here in town, you have made Humble Taco one of your stops. They can't wait to see you. Get you a seat on the patio, grab a margarita, grab some chips and queso, and eat some delicious food that you can't find anywhere else. It's only at Humble Taco. Bobby Falk, we're going to talk a little numbers. We're going inside the numbers. Deep dive time. You ready? I don't I like excited. numbers. That is actually not true. I don't like math. Yeah, but I, I do. I do like numbers. I like statistics. Do you have a favorite number? Um, seventeen. Seven. <laughs> I see what you did. Uh, I see what you did. Mine is uh is seventy. But you know. Why? That was my jersey number back in the day. Okay. So plus sixty nine would be my second. Ah, oh, yes. Shout a, out to Dollar Bill. It's it's nice. It's nice. Uh we talked about this earlier this week, and a lot of you guys had some free time, I guess. So you sent in. I got a, a bunch of. We got a bunch of texts and messages. Like here's the numbers. We did the research for you. So thanks. Uh but we want to talk about the year one to year two jumps for Mike Leach specifically at Washington State and at Texas Tech. And are they noticeable? Is there is there a, a point in the season even where things started getting a lot smoother in year two? You know, how does that pan out? So let's do that right now. Um, do you have a spreadsheet? No, I don't. I don't. I'm just going to sort of wing it here. Okay. I feel pretty confident in my ability, though. So year one at Texas Tech, 2000. Um, 25 points per game, which is a little ahead of what they did last year, of course. Last year sort of skews things for Mississippi State because you played only 10 games and they were all SEC games. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously this year, uh, Mike Leach played 13 games, and I'll just, I, without looking, without looking at the schedule, I haven't seen it just yet, I'm going to assume there's at least three and probably four non conference games. And then there's obviously a bowl game as well. So that sort of skews things. 2000, that, <clears throat> that, that was, was that 11 game schedules? Well, they, 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 they were 7 and 6 that year. 
Okay. So yeah, now state played. Yeah, state was eight and four that year, or seven and. That's a good point. Two thousand. So let me look at their schedule here because because they because at a certain point they switched from eleven games to the regular season. That was in 02. Because now that I think about it, state was seven and four, and then won the eighth game yeah. in the bowl game. So why is there an extra game here for Texas Tech? Yeah, you have to look at their schedule. I am looking I'm, at it right now, and they they played. 13 they played with thirteen games. I was looking at you know they have that rule about Hawaii. If you play Hawaii, you can play an extra game. Mm-hmm. But they didn't play Hawaii, so I don't I don't know what the deal is with that. I, I can't. They didn't win their their side of the Big Twelve. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But we'll, but we'll press on regardless. So twenty five points per game uh, that season for Texas Tech. Cliff Kingsbury is the the, the quarterback. Sixty two percent completion rate, thirty four hundred uh, passing yards, twenty one touchdowns to seventeen picks. So it looks like from a, a numbers perspective, they were doing enough to to be better, but seventeen picks. Sort of ruins that. Here's a number that makes that, that you're gonna when I say it, it's gonna something's gonna click with you. Yards per attempt was five point eight yards per attempt. So yeah, that looks sort of like, where we are. Yeah, with with Mississippi State at this point. Uh yeah, Kingsbury was thirty three sixty two of five eighty five for thirty four hundred eighteen yards. So yeah, five hundred eighty five attempts, only thirty four hundred yards. So let's leap ahead to year two. Year two, it's still Cliff Kingsbury, and it's still about the same. Now, the points per game goes up big time to 33.5 points per game. And Clint Kingsbury does a good job of cutting down his interceptions. He, he's 25 to 9, so he cut eight interceptions. I mean, that's that's a big deal. <clears throat> Completion percentage goes up to 69%. Nice. 3,502 yards, but again, only 6.6 yards per attempt. This was a good running team, by the way, for uh, for Mike Leach. Uh, Ricky Williams, the other Ricky Williams, mm-hmm. rushed for 726 yards this year and 14 touchdowns. So they could they could run the football. They averaged 82 yards per game uh, on the ground. So not a huge jump year one to year two at Texas Tech uh, in terms of the passing efficiency, I would say. A big jump in terms of uh, points per game. Production. The record didn't change much either. They were seven and five that year. Let's look at year three just to see if that's where it, where we're going to start seeing something different. So now they are up to thirty eight points per game, which was sixth nationally. Mm-hmm. They gave up thirty one a game, eighty ninth nationally. Got to figure Mississippi State. If you're averaging thirty eight a game, you're probably winning ten. Yeah, this team won nine. Yeah, that that's the trend where you started saying if Mike Leach could just have a uh, average defense, yeah. and his offense was having that kind of production, mm-hmm. then you'll be really kicking at that point. Here's another thing that should give Mississippi State fans some something to think about. Cliff Kingsbury is still the starter. So this is his third year as the starter in the Mike Leach system. Will Rogers is a guy who, in 2022, should be in his third, or I guess in 20, yeah, 2022, should be in his third year as the starter in the Mike Leach system. Now Kingsbury jumps up to 5,017 yards passing and throws 45 touchdowns to 13 picks. Yards per attempt is now up to he's, – he's, he's added almost a yard and a half at this point, which you, you think, okay, that's not that big a deal. It is when you throw the ball 712 times, which is what they did. 
They throw the ball 712 times. He completes 67.3% of his passes. So that's an extra 1,000 yards of offense right there. So, you know, you're thinking 5.8 to to 7 is not that big a jump. Yeah, it is. That's a really big jump. That's a really big jump when you're going to throw the ball that many times. This team was also a good running team, by the way. They averaged almost 100 yards. They were at 99.4. Torian Henderson was their leading rusher, 793 yards. If State could, I don't think that number is possible at Mississippi State in the SEC. I don't think 5,017 yards, which, by the way, also this has happened in 14 games. Why did they play 14 games? i got to know the answer. I don't know what's what's happening with the schedule. Did they play the Big 12 championship game? In 03? That that's, doesn't no. appear, doesn't appear to be. I mean, and, and I went and looked at Mississippi State. This is 02. I went and looked at Mississippi State's schedule in 2000. They played 12 games the, the whole, with 2000, the bowl game. Yeah, with the bowl game. So 02 and 03 were years they played 12. That went back down to uh, did 11. The Big 12, did the Big 12 play an extra conference game? Well, I mean, why I, I don't know why you would – I don't know why they would have – they Twelve games and Mississippi one, State two, would have eleven. Three. They played five non-conference games and one, two, three, eight conference games. Yeah, I, I don't. Understand. I don't remember that. I don't remember that being a thing. But uh, apparently, it was. Apparently, yeah. they played. They played. They one played extra Ohio game. State, Texas Tech. I'm sorry, SMU, Ole Miss, North Carolina State, and New Mexico. Well, I remember that Ole Miss game. Yeah. It's like 600, 600 yards passing or something. Uh, let's see if I can get get an actual look at it here. That was was that Kling, was that Kingsbury in that ball game? You're right. Versus Eli, it, it was Kingsbury, but that was not a big passing day for them. Only 270 yards. Eli had 374. You might be thinking about the next year. It was it the next year yeah. that they had? Was, I'll, I'll look at that in just a second here. Um, <clears throat> I, I remember that game vividly because I remember so, coming to church the next day and talking it, about that. It really does appear that the the big jump is year two to year three. Yeah, and that that's what I've always considered, you know, the year that things are going to jump, possibly for Mississippi State. You you remembered more or less correctly. B.J. Simons is the B.J. Simons. 44 of 64 for 661 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, and that, that was 03, right? Yeah. I mean... That was, that was, that was Simons versus Eli, and it Eli was... Eli goes 29 of 49 for 409, three touchdowns, two picks, and loses. Yeah. That was a really good Ole Miss team. That's the that's the that's year the they year claimed they, they, the SEC West. Exactly. That's um, that that team is so weird. They lost three games, right? They lost to the number one team in the nation, LSU. Then they also lost to Texas Tech and Memphis. Yeah. That was and that Memphis team lost to Mississippi State. They went two and ten. Well, the, really weird. The the team that had Chad Kelly a few years ago lost to Memphis. Lost to Memphis, yes. And that was a really good Memphis team. Memphis has, has had Ole Miss's number. The they way so, Sort of the way Louisiana Tech has had states. Even when they, they don't beat them, they play them close sometimes. Yeah. So, so but anyway. Yeah, but, but that year, year two to three is, is really jump. when you start to see the jump. Especially, like I said, with Rodgers going to probably be the starting quarterback this whole time. Well, you think about next year. You got that's what I'm saying. Twenty twenty. Everybody coming back on offense. Yeah, you should. Except for your offensive lineman, you're not going to have Charles Cross or Scott Lashley. You're right. Bookend tackles. You replace your tackles, but but you're going to have. I think they're going to have their entire receiving core back. Yeah, Teddy Knox is going to be a year, year older. He'll, Antonio he'll Harmon jump in. Will, will be in there finally. So you start thinking about it. Well, that's year three in this system. Will mm-hmm. Rogers is going to be basically a junior. Mm-hmm. Jaden Wally is going to be and Jaquavius Marks, Dylan Johnson. Yeah. So this is this is still the first you know 
full season where they've had a spring and a summer and all that stuff. So yeah. they're still kind of getting comfortable in it. Next year, you should see this thing. If it's going to work at Mississippi State, it should start working really well next year. And I'll tell you what, when you look at the, the schedule in year two, because I wanted to see is there a place where it jumped. They scored 42 points in each of their first two games. Now they played a Mountain West team, New Mexico, and a Sun Belt team, North Texas. State's playing a really bad defensive team this week. It's a good team, but they're bad defensively. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a good uh, be a good litmus test. Yeah. Can they put 40 on the board? Because, I mean, La Tech had... The linebacking core for La Tech was really good. Yeah. Veteran group. Yeah. I don't think their defense was just awful. Yeah. But, you know, that that's what the the offense is supposed to do. Go out there and put up 370 yards passing and mm-hmm. be able to score like they did in the fourth quarter. And I think that the offense, if it's consistent, is reminiscent to what you saw in that fourth quarter, in the first quarter of La Tech. But it's just all about consistency. And that includes you can't come out there and have three and outs – Every, you know, two or right. three possessions right. in a quarter, right? And that that's been a problem. Is the three and outs have been you know a pretty high percentage yeah. for Will Rogers and company. They got to be able to at the very least move the chains, get the get the ball moving down the field, and maybe kick a field goal or something. And I think that's what you saw with those offenses at Texas Tech when it got to deep into year two and into year three. You started to see more. You, you started talking about the you know average yards per pass and. Yeah the yards per play and all that, that started to creep up a little bit further. You're not having you know those short intermediate passes. You're able to get the ball down the field and, and complete some big gainers. One other thing, remember I said, uh, I think I said on Monday show or Sunday show, whatever you want to call it, that that might have been the first time he ever won with defense. I was wrong. Yeah, he had a good defense in 2006. Well, in this season here, November 3rd, 2001, Texas Tech beats Texas A&M 12-0. There you go. I wonder if that was was that all field goals. Let me see the uh, the year they won, the the year they were they beat Texas. Didn't they have a decent defense? Uh, Crabtree in them, or maybe not. Let me have to, let me have a look here. I'm trying to remember that one of those teams. The defense was actually pretty. So, solid. I mean, they went 11 and two. My guess is they weren't terrible <laughs> defensively that season. Um, he he had a solid defense one year. I know. I just can't remember what year, what season that was. Uh, I mean, he gave up 382 yards per game that year. So I mean, not not spectacular, but when you you know when you average 44 points per game, that offense was so good. Yeah, I mean, it's just they Graham were able Harrell, to overcome. Graham Harrell completing 71 percent of his passes, and again, that's probably his best offense, don't you think? Yeah, and it, that's that now we've gone either that one or Gardner. So this is year eight, right? Yeah, we've gone from five point eight yards per attempt to eight point two yards per attempt. Mm-hmm. So we're we're basically two more yards per attempt. And when you're talking about six hundred to seven hundred plays, we're talking about twelve hundred to fourteen hundred yards. That's a lot of yards. You, know, you got That's how you have to break this down. You got to look from from a math. You got to look at how many times they're throwing it. So, all right, let's move over to Washington State now with Mike Leach. Obviously, year one, and and again, you know the. The situation at Washington State when he arrived, not good. Mm-mm. They had won, I believe the number is nine games in the previous four years total. Yeah, they, they were, that they was were not, not a good, good. program. They, they were good several years prior to that, mm-hmm. but they had fallen on very hard times, and they were kind of like, we're desperate, so we're going to go get the yeah. guy yeah. that had, he kind of had, had yeah, a bad some baggage. Because, yeah, you yeah. know, you had, you'd had the Craig James thing, which ends up all being crap. Yes. But, you know, 
Year one at Washington State is very similar to year one at Mississippi State. 20.4 yards per game. Um, in 12 games, they, 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 they sort of split quarterbacks. And they threw for just over 3,900 yards. Now, if you're thinking, okay, that's a lot more than Mississippi State, A, again, take the non-conference games into account that State didn't have last year. And B, uh, I think Costello and Rogers combined for just shy of 3,100 yards, or, or maybe just over it last year. With two more with two more games, even against anybody, they would have been around 3,600 yards. Yeah, so maybe even more. So pretty close, pretty close. That team went three and nine. They weren't any good defensively either. They gave up 34 points per game. Jumping ahead, now he takes a, a big jump in year two here, but just to set the tone, they take a step back the next year. Now, the reason they took a step back in 2014 and they went 3-9, and they were absolutely god-awful defensively. Mm -hmm. 117th out of 128. Offensively, they were good enough to be much better. But let's just look at 2013. They were averaging 20 points per game in year one. They're up to 31 points per game in year two. Again, they go 6-7. and They averaged, they gave up 32.5 a game. If you put that offense right there with the, the defense Mississippi State has this year, you're going to win a lot of games. Nine, nine wins, probably. Yeah. Connor Holiday is your main guy here. Now let's look. I didn't look at yards per attempt. So last year, the year before that, they were. No, is that right? Hold on. No, right. I'm, 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 I'm one ahead of myself. I'm sorry. 6.3. They averaged about 6.4 yards per attempt in year one. In year two, so all about the same. What was, what was Mississippi State averaging last year in yards per attempt? Well, I didn't have that ready. Hold on. Well, I thought you had it memorized. I, I don't. I, I'm um, going to say I'm going to say probably in this, you know, six six to six point. Uh, yeah, Rogers was five point seven. KJ was six six point one. So five point eight, five point nine. Yeah. All right. That and that's that's basically what what Kingsbury was averaging right. with the first, at the start of the Texas. So team. year two in Washington State, Connor Halliday is the quarterback. 4,597 yards passing uh, on 714 attempts. Talk about it. They did not run the ball. No. 53 yards per game. 34 touchdowns, 22 picks. Now that's the problem. That's just throwing. You're just dropping so, back and throwing it. Here's what, it. So what I'm seeing from this is <clears throat> Leach had that team poised to win eight, maybe nine, but defensively they were so bad and they're through, they threw too many interceptions. If 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 that's thirty four to thirteen on the interceptions, I mean I probably got another at least one more win, right? The Washington State tenure is is what you know. I think you need to look at closely because I think Texas Tech at times it, he well, was Spike more Dice of a left spread that type in, in, in pretty good uh, shape anyway when he got yeah. there. He didn't but but he was loose. running the ball more. I haven't yeah. looked the numbers, but he was running the ball more at Texas Tech, I think, probably, than he was at Washington State. His best rushing year is at Washington State. <clears throat> really? Yeah. He had two guys with over 700 yards. I look at the I look at Washington State and I say, if Mississippi State can have that offense yeah. and have a decent defense. Have Mississippi State's defense. Because it, it, it just seems like the offense was always good there. And I think a lot of that has yeah. to do with the defenses that they played. Yeah. The Pac-12 doesn't have a, a ton of great defenses. Yeah. But there were some good ones out there. You know, yeah. Stanford plays solid defense. Oregon every now and then has a good defense. Washington. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, if you can have that kind of offense 
and you don't even have to do what Zach Cornett's doing right now. If you could just be an average defense, yeah, and with those offenses, you can have a lot of success here. And you're going to recruit way more talented players than you were at Washington State. I think he was averaging in the 50s at Washington State as far as recruiting is concerned. Yeah. That's another thing, you know, and you don't really see this until you go and dig in the in the numbers. Everybody looks at those recruiting classes that he has and just assumes that's where he recruits. He recruits about the average of, of what the school, the school is. At. Yeah. When if you go look at Texas Tech, what they've done before Mike Leach, after Mike about Leach, the same. about the same. Go look at Washington State. Same. He actually recruited a little better. Yeah. Than what Washington State was recruiting. Same. So. At Mississippi State, if you're recruiting anywhere from 25, 25 to 35, to 35 yeah. and you're getting that kind of production from your offense, yeah. you're, you're recruiting defensive players that are going to the NFL regularly, mm-hmm. you're going to be in good shape. Year three at Washington State, again, defensively, they're just so poor. They're 117 out of 128, 39 points per game. Offensively, as a team, they, they had two quarterbacks that year. Uh, Luke Falk got some snaps. I don't know if there was an injury or, or what. They combined for 5,700 yards passing. Yeah. Uh, they combined for 45 touchdowns to 18 picks. So offensively, this team was fine. They just With couldn't stop anybody. Yeah, they couldn't stop anybody. Year five, or year four, I guess this is, Luke Falk takes over, and that this was a nine-win team for them. Yeah. Defensively, they're... This is sort of like they had the Ole Miss thing going. They still weren't good defensively, but they improved from 117 to 74. That was enough to win six more games. That's a big jump, and that's yeah. the thing. I mean, that's been the they, key with him. Their points per game were no different. They averaged 31 the year before that, but they changed from 38, 39 points per game to 28 points per game. Mm-hmm. Luke Falk that year, 40, 44, I'm sorry, 447 of 644, 69.4%. 4,561 yards, 38 touchdowns, 8 picks. 38 to 8 is a good That's number. That's a great number. So. <laughs> and you, we talked a little bit about uh, the, the Crabtree year. Let's look at the best year for him, and that's the, the Minshew year. That's going to be the Minshew year in 17? 18. 18. 18. So Minshew arrives, and sort of similar numbers to what I just said. Four, 468 to 662, 71% completion, 47, 79 yards, 38 to 9 touchdown to interception. I mean... You throw it that many times and you've only thrown nine picks, that's yeah, yeah. pretty good. You're only throwing – I mean, you're talking about a pick every 630, every 70 attempts. Will that's Rogers, really good. Will Rogers' numbers as a, as a starter are good. Yeah. He's thrown, I think, three interceptions as a starter. Is that correct? That might be correct. I mean, he had a couple against uh, Kentucky, right? Yeah. Or at least one. He had one against uh, Alabama. Alabama. Didn't start that. Didn't start that game. So maybe five. I don't know. So what I what I'm getting from this is this incremental improvement in year two, exponential improvement in year three, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's not going to change, it's unlikely that he's going to have to change quarterbacks in year three. That's going to be Will Rogers as a after a full season as a starter, leads me to believe that they they will be much better offensively next year, but. This year they're going to be good enough offensively with the defense they have to be in a bowl game and probably win seven. And if things go their way, eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, can't ask for much more. I think in year two. No, I mean, everybody's every, most people's <clears throat> thoughts on this team was six to seven wins. Right. If they get that, then you should be. I think that you should be thrilled with the direction that this is headed because. 
I feel like next year's team has a chance to be really good. You're returning basically your entire offense, with the except you got you got to figure out left tackle and right, right tackle. That's that's a big which are big things to figure out. It's big to figure out, but from a skill position standpoint and a quarterback standpoint, and I, there's still people that are skeptical of Will Rogers, and mm-hmm. for good reason. Mm-hmm. But you got a guy that's a, a system quarterback in this offense that is going to be in his third year. He's you know pretty safe for the most part. He's not going out there and just you know, playing reckless, you, you got to feel good about yourself moving into year three. But you, you just need to see continued improvement from this team, which I think you're already seeing. 35 and 24 in the first two ball games is better than some of the games that we saw last year. So I think you are seeing this team start to make those incremental improvements, like you said, but you really need to see that jump. I think you need to start seeing even more and more improvement as this season goes, and then you need to see that jump into year three. I wonder if it would be worth talking to a, 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 like me a Texas Tech beat reporter from that time to see how how did the Texas Tech fan base embrace Cliff Kingsbury? Were they of the same opinion that Mississippi State fans are of Will Rogers? Like he can't ever get it done. He's not good enough. We well, you know, I think the 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 greatest example of of that is looking at Leach's quarterbacks and seeing their NFL track record. Because for most of them, it's not there. Right. That those guys are the guys that he has in his system aren't always, you know, the most talented players on the planet. They're not. not right. They're not all going to come up there and throw the ball sixty yards. He gets guys that can run this system effectively, and guys that you can win ball games with, mm-hmm. regardless of how far they can throw the football, what their NFL talent is, whatever. I do think that you're going to see him start to get more talented quarterbacks in the system mm-hmm. than what he got at Texas Tech and at Washington State. Just my opinion. I think he's going to be able to pull some greater talent from Texas, Georgia, Alabama, Florida. I don't know. He he's got a he's got a greater base now to pull from, and uh, being in the SEC is going to do wonders for him. I think if he gets an if he gets a a Matt Corral. Or, you know, a guy like that that's a gunslinger to get mm-hmm. in this offense. Is that guy Sawyer Robertson? I think. Too, too early to tell. I think, but, I mean, he hasn't really made waves so far. Will Rogers was more was making more waves as a true freshman last year in fall camp than, than Sawyer Robertson, which kind of worries me a little bit. But I think the talent is there. You just got to get it to click for him. I found a guy here who's covered Texas Tech football since 86. Might well, be. he would know. He would know. We might have to reach out to Don Williams here and see what he's got to say. I wonder if uh, John knows him, if the Sock knows him. Oh, I'm sure he does. All right. Yeah. We, 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 might, we might make that happen next Talk week. Talk to the Sock. Yeah, we'll make that happen. That, that, that seems. That feels like an interesting perspective. Maybe I can do the same for Washington State. I don't know if they've got a guy, a veteran guy like that. Yeah, I don't but, know any Washington State beat writers. But you know, well, I don't know any Texas Tech one either, but we'll, we'll find out. All right, let's uh, – interesting look at those numbers, though. So, wouldn't – this year – Wait and see. Next year, it's it's. I think next year it's it is fair to say to expect a big jump. And if you don't get it, that's a problem. Your expectations should be much higher. I think everybody was tempered with their expectations. Yeah. Next year, I should be able to say four thousand yards passing. Yeah, I mean, I haven't looked at the schedule next year, but <laughs> I know who their east opponent is. That's that's not Kentucky. Who? Georgia. Is it? It's here. Well. Georgia here. And then what? You're at Arizona. 
They're not is that good. next year? Yeah. You're in, you're at Arizona. You have I think you have Southern. Uh, you have an FCS team, and I, I, I forget the other uh, FBS home game. But, yeah. I mean, you'll be at Alabama, at LSU, at Ole Miss, at Kentucky, and you'll have Auburn, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Georgia at home. Yeah. So there you go. We'll see. All right, let's move on into the uh, second part of the show here. It's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Don't forget, Welcome Home Beef, unfortunately right now, not going to be available in Starkville once Val's uh, – Goes out of business, but doesn't mean that you can't shop around. If you're in the Starville area, it's a quick trip down to Louisville to grab some Welcome Home Beef. Or, you know, if you're around the state in Collinsville and Corinth and Bahalia and Pontotoc, all sorts of places you can find Welcome Home Beef. If your local grocery store doesn't carry them, time to find out why. Call your local grocer and call Welcome Home Beef to find out if you can get their products on your shelves. That number is 662-268-8148. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District will be hopping in two weekends when Mississippi State and LSU are hit are taking on each other uh, over at Davis Wade Stadium. But anytime you're in Starkville, Two Brothers should be on your to-do list. The best restaurant, in my opinion, not only in Starkville, but in the SEC. One of my favorite places to go. I'll never turn down a trip to Two Brothers. Smoked Southern Soul Food in the heart of the Cotton District. That's Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems has a two-way plan to take care of you, just like Mike Leach and Zach Arnett. All they're going to do is this. Offensively, they're going to put you on, on, the, on the path to success with an incredible selection of products, services, everything your business needs from a technological standpoint to, it, to thrive, to operate with more profits and less problems. The defense is every sale is backed up with the best customer service, the kind of customer service you expect to get from your next-door neighbor. That's what Advantage Business Systems really is. They are your neighbor. They're a Mississippi business first and foremost and have been for over 46 years. Call them today. Find out how they can go to work for you. That number is 601 362 or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Robbie, you wrote a story on 24-7 about the Starkville connection for Mississippi State versus Memphis, uh, two very well-known players to the fervent Yellow Jacket Nation here in Starkville. Uh, why don't you tell us about that story a little bit? Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the main things I wanted to talk about was that that class that that came out with Rodriguez Clark and Jaleel Clemens. You know, I, I go back to that season in 2016. I think was the year, maybe 15, the year they won the state championship. 15. Mm-hmm. That that crew was in ninth grade. I went to a junior high football game to cover Starville in Columbus, and Rodriguez Clark was. Wearing number twenty-eight, mm-hmm. and they were calling him uh, AD mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson. Okay, because he he was he was literally a man among boys out there, and he was uh, he was a guy that you could look at and say he's going to be special. You, you could tell right away. I remember talking to Ricky Woods, and he he was really excited about him and having him come through the ranks over the next few years. He felt like that was a guy that you could build an entire team around. Mm-hmm. That's how good he was. But it wasn't just him. I mean, they had Kobe Jones' uh, cousin, Tank Jones, playing defensive end. He ended yeah. up going to Itawamba, played football. He was a bas- great basketball player as well. Played some tight end. They had Zach Edwards that went to Louisville. Um, he looked like, he looked like he was going to be pretty special. Jalen Ware was a cornerback, ended up going to play. He's playing at Temple now. And Jaleel Clemens, who's playing at Memphis. Right. That's just a few of the guys that was on that team. And that's not counting 
Rufus Harvey was a grade below, I believe. Cam Jones was a grade above. Uh, Kobe Jones was a was a, a junior, and AJ Brown was a junior. You had Willie Gay was a sophomore. There's so much talent coming up through the ranks at Starkville, and um, basically, Rodriguez Clark had three injuries over the next two or three right, years. He had back to back big injuries. Yeah, and he went from a guy that you're talking about the next great running back to come out of Mississippi to you know, he, he doesn't really have an SEC opportunity. And, you know, when he's in ninth grade, I'm thinking this kid's going to be playing for Mississippi State. It just – it didn't work out for him. It's, now, Joe Moorhead kind of kept in touch with him. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was – it was Brian Baker, I think, that was recruiting Jaleel Clemens, I think. And, you know, he was he was uh, in touch with him as well. You know, at one point it looked like he was going to go to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he ends up going to Memphis. So, basically those guys now have – really kind of made the most of their opportunity at Memphis and a couple of years ago we're we're in the middle of that team that was kind of making waves in the group of five so I, the, I talked to Jaleel this week unfortunately the SID wasn't able to get me in touch with Drake mm-hmm. this week I was really looking forward to talk to him but um, you know Jaleel is really excited about getting out on the field he hadn't played in the first two games right for Memphis he's had a little minor injury I believe but He's excited to get out on the, on the field, and he wants to go up against Cam Jones one on one. Those guys used to go head to head and practice yeah. every day, but it's just the talent that that's been coming out of Starkville in the last five years has been pretty ridiculous. Well, I mean, this is a not just a Starkville thing when it comes to the University of Memphis. They have feasted in Mississippi yeah. over the past few years. Daryl Henderson, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, Jannard Avery, big time player JJ Russell, who's a former MSU commit. I mean, they have just done so well. I think, and and they they really made a big impression on Luke Altmyer when Norvell was there. Yeah, and I, I think it, who was the quarterback from Starville that went there? What's his name? Uh, Brady, Brady Davis. Brady Davis. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, and the the team Brady Davis was on mm-hmm. was that might have been the most impressive offensive team I can remember. Right. At, in Mississippi. At Starville. Yeah. In Mississippi. Well, a, yeah, it had AJ Brown. AJ Brown, Raphael Leonard. Nah, I forgot about Raphael Leonard. Yeah. Um. I forget the running back's name. He ended up going to uh, EMCC, I think. But Brady Davis could sling it. And it was just – it was so much fun watching that team go. And they really shouldn't have lost to, to anybody. South Pinole ended up beating them in the North State. Mm-hmm. Just kind of elapsed that day. But, you know, that, that Memphis – whenever Southern Miss had kind of slipped slipped down the board. Jacquez Horsley? Jacquez Horsley, okay. yeah. Uh, I believe he was on that team. I, yeah. I think would have been yeah. Um, so you know, Memphis came in and just really started hammering that, especially when Norvell was there. You know, he flew mm-hmm. on a helicopter one night mm-hmm. and came to see um, Rufus Harvey, Luke Altmyer, and guys like that. Yeah. So you know, Memphis has done a really good job recruiting Startville, and and that's that's not a bad program to come after. No, no, I agree. Yeah. It's producing some great great players year in year out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not a lot of programs like that. How, how personal is this game for Clemens and Clark? Oh, I think it's personal. I mean, th- those guys want to prove that they belonged here, because basically what they were told is they they didn't. You know that this they had a dream to play at Mississippi State or to play in the SEC, and when signing day came, they didn't have an offer from from anybody in the SEC. And mm-hmm. uh, basically, you know, I think Mississippi State ended up going with Lee Witherspoon in that class over Rodriguez Clark. How'd that turn out? And that didn't really turn out great. I, I thought that Drake was good enough to 
to take a flyer on. I, and maybe I got really close to the kid. Maybe I'm a little biased. I don't know. But I, I've, I've watched him since ninth grade. I know how hard he's worked to fight through injuries and things like that and come out on top. And I know the kid is just a – he's a grinder. And I think he would have – I think he would have done a pretty good job in that offense. Now in the air raid, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if he's a great fit in this offense. Mm. But for Joe, Joe Moorhead's offense, been a good fit. I don't see why why he wouldn't have been able to make it. Yeah, I, I mean, Daryl Henderson was basically told he wasn't good enough to play in, in Mississippi State or Ole Miss's offense. And and, and he would have been good at State. Don't get me wrong. But Daryl Henderson and that Hugh Freeze Ole Miss offense. Ugh. Uh, just a just a dominant player, I think. So well, I mean, it, a lot like Jerry Ely. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I they're, agree. They're not all that different. Ely's probably a little more powerful. Yeah. Uh, but he's for built top a, in speed. Man. Henderson. Just. I'm, he, he came to camp, Daryl Henderson, and I think he I think he tweaked a hamstring or something running a 40. Mm-hmm. He ran a 4-3. With a tweaked hamstring. Tweaking his hamstring halfway. Yeah. yeah. The guy's incredible. And, he, and it, we watched him play in the other night. On uh, Sunday night football, yeah. so always interesting to see these 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 underlying stories. So good job by you uh, finding that story. Of course, you know pe- people around here know about it, mm-hmm. but not everybody in the state of Mississippi knows. So good job by you uh, getting that story out there. Well, I'm always going to rep the uh, the Starville Yellow Jackets. Oh, I know you will. Your big Starville Homer is all you are. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm an Ole Miss Homer too. Apparently, I, well, you're a Homer for everything. You actually are a Steelers Homer. I am a Steelers Homer. You are, so you're, when are you going up there? October tenth. Oh, it's perfect. That's the same time I'll be coming back from New York. So. Big Daddy and I are going. I know. Up. I know Big Daddy's going, but yeah, that's the that's that's the off week for Mississippi State. I know so exactly. Perfect yeah. timing. So yeah, well, so uh, just a heads up. We're going to get you. A, it's a heads up on that. It's a it's a uh, few twenty days away, but there'll be no podcasts that week. Be no podcast. I won't be here. I'm definitely not zooming with Boo. you from NYC. So why not? Because I'm going to be too busy eating pizza. Okay. All right, I got a, I got a, I got a plan to eat like forty slices of pizza in five days, and I'm gonna make it happen. Are you gonna go up there and do the the one bite stuff? I have Dave? the one bite app downloaded, so I can find the best places. Okay, so I'm I'm ready. I'm I did, I don't go anywhere without doing my research. Oh, I know. I, I I I look into everything. I know. So I've been sending my my wife was like, you must want me to gain a hundred pounds. I just keep sending her links. It's like, look at this place. This place looks fantastic. <laughs> we should go there. So. Well, but that being said, I gotta walk a lot too. I'll probably walk like six miles a damn. Well, day. that te- eat whatever you want. Eat whatever you want. Yeah, something like that. I, that's a good idea if you start with a good base. Yeah. If, if you start bad and you do that, you you don't gain or lose. You if know? you're just eating a bunch of grease and chocolate yeah. and stuff, it's probably not gonna work. Yeah. So, I there's only there's only one dessert place I want to go to. I'm not gonna tell you on the air though. I'll, I'll tell you off the air. Because what, what's going on in this the place? Air. I'll tell you off the air. What kind of dessert are they serving? ice cream okay and that's all you need to know tomorrow's show is the three p's a little something extra in there no there's not anything extra all right three p's mississippi state versus memphis robbie and i'll be back tomorrow to give you the full breakdown of the bulldogs and the tigers for robbie falk i'm brian haydad thanks for listening to thunder and lightning on super talk mississippi a super talk mississippi media production